Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns, or if you have, you can be a host. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I'm in mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Crushing the hopes and dreams of church sign curators everywhere. This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Have you ever thought about the damage we do? The emotional damage. I mean, someone's been working hard, thinking of a good pun, puts it on a church sign, and then we just destroy it on the show. This is this is hard work. I mean, not not just anyone can listen to Table Talk Radio, I found. Or anyone well, can well, listen to it. <laughs> right, right, that's good. That's even more of the truth. I, I want to know about this new... Like a special kind of person to, to enjoy this kind of nonsense. Yes, but I'm wanting to know about the new tower experience that you're having right now. Oh yeah, so I'm in, I'm recording live this first time in the Tower Studio here at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. So there was a there's a big church tower here. So straight above me, about a hundred feet above me, is the church bell. If we're still recording, by the way, at noon, <laughs> I was just gonna ask. Out, I wonder what'll happen. Actually. <laughs> and uh, so uh, so there was a kind of storage room on the way up here, and. I, did, I had too many books to fit in my office, and I said, what could I put some bookshelves up there? And like, well, you want to do anything else with it? And I said, well, we could kind of move all the recording stuff and video stuff up there, make it a t- studio, and blam, the people, the trustees here just went for it. So all right, carpet, so painted wall, I got new drapes, books are on the way. That's bookshelves. Pastor Wolfman's version. What really happened was the, uh, the trustees were there and said, we need to find somewhere to put Pastor. I mean, he is so, maybe, maybe as a church secretary, look, Pastor's so obnoxious. Can we find some other place? I'm like, wait, we could clear out the storeroom in the bell tower and put him up there. Oh yeah, yes. let's do that. So however you want to look at it, Pastor Wolfman, that's fine. Um, I think we all know how it really happened, yeah, though. That's right. It's like, hey, there's a, cl- but it's it's a really nice space. Now there's not enough in here. It's probably kind of lively on the microphone. I don't know if you can tell. I can tell. It's uh, a tad. It's it's, it's, a, it's it needs a bit of a sound dampening space. But some, anyway, some books so would, far, would so help good. with that. Yeah, that's good. All right, good. Uh, well, we're gonna do some uh, a throwback game we haven't done in quite a while. That is, don't forget the stanzas to your hymn. I bet you don't even remember how to play that game. Don't forget how to play the game. No, I don't. I have forgotten how to play the game where you're not supposed to forget. Yeah, so we'll have to explain that again. Uh, And then we also used to play this game, Contemporary or Traditional. We might mix that in a little bit just for some comic relief. And uh, that will all be after buzzwords. And uh, Pastor, I want to take it away. My buzzword for you is protreptic. Protreptic. Have you ever heard of that word before? I don't think so. 
It, it's a Greek word. It's used one time in the Bible, Acts 18.27, where it says, encourage the brothers. It's pro, uh, protepo. But it's a, it's a technical term that refers to the early church's apologetics of inviting people to turn from the meaningless life offered by the idols to the true life offered by God. And I got to hear some, this, this Pastor Chad Kendall, who's somewhere in the Midwest, I forget where he is, but he, he's doing some PhD work on Clement of Alexandria and his proleptic ap- approach to, to apologetics and evangelism, which is really was very interesting this last week. But, but one of the things that, um, uh, that he talked about is this idea. So there's, there's, the, there's the apologetics of tearing things down, but then there's the apologetics of inviting, inviting people to experience something quite more and quite wonderful and beautiful in the life of God that's offered to us in the death of Jesus. So that is protreptic. Hmm. All right. My theological buzzword. I like that I gave you a word that you've never even heard before. Oh, well, I, yeah. I now now that you mention it. That, ago, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that now. I just, last time I was reading Acts in the in Greek, for, I just kind of forgot about it for a moment. <laughs> Uh, my theological buzzword for you is Reformation. Now, this is an interesting point because it certainly applies to the uh, era in which uh, Martin Luther and the boys um, were uh, bringing um, theological debate to the medieval church in the 16th century. Um, but we, one, one point to be made here uh, was that Luther's intention and hope and prayer was that the church would... Um, would would confess the scriptures rightly. You know, we always talk about how Luther uh, never intended to start a separate church. In fact, I don't think he ever saw that he was starting a separate church. I mean, I mean that's how we think today, right? We like if you don't if you don't let me do what I want to do, I'm going to go start a competing organization and uh, or I'm going to start my own church. That it's it's a key indicator when a church is like new hope or new beginnings. <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a split somewhere back there. <laughs> Fresh start, Lutheran church, you know, something like that. Um, that that's that's how we do it. But, <laughs> Kicking the dust off our shoes, Lutheran yeah, church. Exactly. <laughs> but but that's that's not uh, how Luther even saw it. Even after he was excommunicated, he didn't ever thought, well, I'm going to start my own thing. He saw that the true church was found where the gospel is found. So it wasn't that... Um, you know, we're starting a competing organization. It's that the 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 medieval church has lost the gospel, so they cease being the church. And to 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 gather together to preach the gospel was to um, gather as the Lord's church. So Reformation means that uh, uh, there was an attempt to bring a change to uh, the church, and that came at uh, a church that believes the gospel. So Reformation. There you go. All right. All right. right so um, don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. I think we invented this game. Uh, let's see. What's the pretext of this game? Do that we learn our hymns? Uh, hymns are great, by the way. Um, we don't sing. I don't think as a church we sing like we used to. I don't. Do you agree with that? With that thought? Uh, yes. Um, I agree. We maybe maybe we're just not singers anymore, or uh, I don't know what it is. But I always say when when people. Are you, Go ahead. Now, I th- I, whenever I visited places like uh, Africa or Asia or whatever, and the Christians are ha- hanging around, if ever there's a do- if there's a kind of quiet moment, they just start singing. Hmm. And um, I remember well, there was one time a couple years ago that I-, I think I'd been in Africa for a week or something. Maybe it was when we were there in um, Madagascar. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a while back. And uh, 
and we were they, they were singing all the hymns and everything. And then I came back and there and I came to, into a voters meeting. So people were just kind of sitting there waiting for a voters meeting to start in the in the sanctuary. And it was just it was quiet. And I thought that's a weird thing that Christians would ever be quiet like that. Mm. But it is a thing. I think we've just lost that that idea that we just pick up and start singing. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember that when we were in Madagascar because um, that was about the time I was also um, kind of doing some planning for our very first continuing ed class here at uh, Faith Lutheran Church, and um, I was trying to decide whether for our, our morning uh, matin services if I should uh, try to get an organist because it's you know sometimes difficult to get an organist mid midweek midday you know. And I thought, well, I don't know, could we could we pull it off a cappella or not? And then I went to uh, Madagascar with you, and they were just singing. I mean, the, the the music in Africa is just fantastic. And I thought, you know, I think we can pull off matins. I don't think that'd be a big deal a cappella. So, um, but but I always tell people when when someone's like, oh, pastor, I'm not a singer. I say just just read the words and take them in as a sermon. Then you know, even if you're not going to sing, uh, right. take it in because these these are sermons uh, in and of themselves. So that was the idea behind don't forget the stanzas to your hymns um, that you that we would learn our hymns and that's a good thing memorize just make it an endeavor to set out and memorize a hymn or two um, I I found this when um, when Lily was born my daughter and I was trying to sing her to sleep I would uh, sing hymns and it would it would it would put to the test what hymns that I knew or not so that that's a good thing too so um, and then why do we play uh, so that's what this basically. That's what this um, this game is about, huh? Mm-hmm. Indeed, it's like uh, a test. I'm going to pretend like you're Lily. <laughs> or am I singing, or are you singing? You're singing it. <laughs> Don't pretend. And I'm going like to try to put Lily to sleep. <laughs> um, what, oh, but what about the it. contemporary the or traditional? Preach, but second best would be. Uh, oh yeah, the way that this goes is uh, this is a, this is a funny thing that people will remember from the old table talk uh, when I mentioned we haven't talked about it in a long time, but we have a we have a distinguishing line between if a hymn is contemporary or traditional, and that line is 1750. So we say if a hymn is before 1750, it's traditional, and after 1750, it is what's after uh, contemporary. Yeah, contemporary. And that date is on purpose, actually, even though so that it's on purpose for two reasons. One, it's very obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And two, it's the year that Bach died. Remember Johann Sebastian Bach, my grandfather or whatever? He died back then in that day, uh, in that year, 1750. So, so that marked a move in a distinctly romantic direction. And, uh, and hymns got a little bit more uh, sappy. <laughs> no, a little bit more emotion, emotive, a little bit more internal or subjective that year. So you see a note, a, a kind of a distinctive shift in the hymnody post seventeen fifty. Yeah, I never tell you about the time we had a uh, like a district wide other ML meeting or something to that effect here at our church and had a, the worship service here. And one of the ladies from the other church said, uh, "Pastor, why do you have so many?" old hymns uh, when we have services here. And I said, what are you talking about? Uh, two of the hymns were contemporary. And she kind of looked at me like, what? Well, anything after 1750 is a contemporary hymn. And I got an eye roll. I got an That's eye right. roll at that. Apparently, people don't know about these uh, very important distinctive dates, like when a hymn is contemporary. We're going to dive into the game right after this. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
listeners are sleeping. This is Table Talk Radio. Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. All right, go. You have to finish the song. You lose. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're playing the game. Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. I'll let the, the bump music fade out a bit before we start playing. That might be distracting to be trying to sing a nah. hymn with little DJ quads in the background. Nah. It'll be fine. <laughs> nah. All right, well, here is your first entry for... Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. Lord Jesus Christ, with us abide, for around us falls the eventide, nor let your word that saving light. Da, 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 da. Man, how come I can't think of this one? <laughs> Do you remember when we played this game with Cantor Resch? No. Was uh, he embarrassed about how? Yeah, he was like, man, he's were? not very good at that game at all. <laughs> I thought I had this one. I got the first three lines. Uh, nor something something veiled in, in night. Nor let it something be veiled in night. Da, 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 veiled in night. Something like that. Oh, man. I don't know. All right. Shine forth undimmed oh, into right. the, the night. What were the words? Shine forth and dimmed into the night. Jesus. So this is—I do not know this hymn that well. I should. It's a beautiful hymn. Yeah. Lord Jesus Christ, with us abide, for around us falls the eventide. Uh, nor let thy word that saving light. Hmm. Now I can't even remember what it was. Let <laughs> me just, just go through it again. Lord Jesus Christ, with us abide, for around us falls the eventide. Oh, let your word, that saving light, shine forth undimmed into the night. Shine forth undimmed. That's nice. Shine forth undimmed. Uh, now, and I don't know when this was written. I don't know who wrote it. Um, it's a classic, but it sounds like, it seems like this is one of the, it's like a, a northern hymn. Like a, one of the kind of Nordic Reformation hymns, but I, I don't have any basis for that except for just kind of instinct. Uh, it seems like this, for whatever reason in my mind, this is like connected to Gustavus Adolphus and and all those guys. Um, but I'm gonna guess it's uh, traditional. Do I get to guess if I don't get the words? Probably sure. not. You probably why not? Like that. I'm, I'm okay oh, with that. Oh, oh good. Uh, so it is traditional, although it was copyrighted by CPH in 1982. I don't know how that works. How does it work? <laughs> uh, you want to know how that works? Yeah, because they have a new. Tra- they changed the translation a little bit. Okay, to so I mean, just a new work. <laughs> so, so you write something, 
and then you die, and then I get to take it and copyright it? Is that how it works? No, you write something, <laughs> and then I take you, and then you die, and then I take your thing and I do a new translation of it oh. into English. That is different. You're right. Um, okay, so you want to know who this is? It's it is a question. I mean, since you're interested in this copyright stuff, and I happen to be a <laughs> pseudo expert on it, that you have to you have to change it a certain amount, and this can be challenged. So someone could come along and say, "Oh, you didn't actually change it enough to claim a new copyright or not," and it's. It's so a bit like, fuzzy. So like the Melanchthon family could come along and say, hey, CPH, you didn't change it enough. Yeah, that's right. That's precisely the, exactly the case. Yeah. So you want to guess who wrote this? Uh, no, I can't guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have a guess. Really? You don't have a guess at all? Yeah. Okay. Why? why? You wanted me to say Paul Gerhardt? Uh, no, I was, I, was, I, I mean, sorry. Yeah. I, because the rhetorical question I asked a moment ago is whether the Melanchthon family could come back to CPH. Anyway, so the person who wrote this is Philip <laughs> Melanchthon. Uh, you cut out, oh, so <laughs> this is by Philip Melanchthon? Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know that? I thought the only hymn that we had from Melanchthon was the, the All Saints, the, the St. Michael and All Angels hymn. Mm, that is incorrect. According to the footnote in wow. the Lutheran... There are so many things. My, so my... Not only is the show exposing my own ignorance of, of all this, but I, I am learning of my own fantastic ignorance of these things right now I'm, in, li- in real time. I'm glad so I can be of service in that endeavor. Oh, man. <laughs> That's amazing to me. I really, for whatever reason, had in my mind that the only Melanchthon hymn... How come I never noticed that? <laughs> okay, let me give you some more. It's a great oh, hymn. I, in these last days table talk radio, of great I a lot. distress, grant us, dear Lord, true steadfastness, that we may... Uh, sorry, that we keep pure till life is spent your holy word and sacrament. Um, here's some more. Uh, may glorious truce that we have heard the bright sword of your mighty word... Spurn Satan that your church be strong, bold, un, or bold un, unified in act and song. That's a great hymn. You should, you should maybe uh, sing it once in a while. But you know, I, I wonder if... I'm going to look. Do you have a TLH around? I wonder yeah. if TLH has that that's by, like, anonymous. Let me, let me look. I got it right here. Since you're in your... Yeah. Uh, your well, I mean, it's just to kind of pile on. Your library-less tower experience there. I'm going to keep referring to yeah, that as the Tower Experience because I think it's hilarious. The Tower Experience. Welcome to the Tower Experience. <laughs> you could start a new podcast Luther with that name. Luther had his Tower Experience. <laughs> In fact, you're doing more video. You could do a, a YouTube show called the Tower Experience. I should do that now that you thought of it. Mm-hmm. Copyright. I copyright it. Okay. <laughs> Just because you thought of it, but I claim the copyright. See, that's how that works. If you were wondering, since I'm an expert on it. Let's see, how does this work? So the what's going on over there? The uh... oh, interesting. You're right. So um, TLH lists this as Nicholas Snecker et al. In Selnecker. Selnecker. Nicholas okay. Selnecker. Uh, et al. in 1611. Huh. 
So Amer- apparently, was Melanchthon was one of the, of the et alls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's and, and that and and he's mentioned also here. Uh, oh, oh, look at this! Oh, I should just read what it, the page says in the uh, in the notes for the Lutheran uh, service book. It says that Melanchthon um, wrote stanza one, and uh, Selnecker wrote stanzas two through six. How about that? That's a that is interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, so there you go. All right. You want another hymn, or do you want to just talk well, about this so, all day? Okay. So I feel a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is some really nerdy hymn stuff. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Let's Man. let's uh, let's uh, move on. Now here here's the here's the uh, uh, the important thing because we're around Reformation Day. You, when do you think this podcast is going to come out? Before or after Reformation Day? Yeah. About that. Uh huh. On Reformation Day. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, the Reformation, it, 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 this helps to understand how the Reformers understood the Reformation. And it, it was simply a matter of doctrine. So, so now in our modern day, we want to make everything either political or technological. So when you read about the history of the Reformation, you read about either the print, printing press or you read about the kind of internal struggles of the Holy Roman Empire, the political kind of shenanigans and stuff like that. And that and everything gets because our own obsession, we reduce everything to theology or to technology or 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 um, uh, politics. How do you say politics with an ology on the end of it? Politology. (laughs) That's my new buzzword. But the reformers understood it as doctrine. This is a matter of the gospel. That's what's at stake here. Indeed. All right. You ready for another one? Mm hmm. Okay. Here it is. Why When to death he was given. How does that fit into that? Dun 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 dun. So your final. That God's son for me won. Unto death was given. Something like that. Is that your final answer? That's what it seems like. What's in my mind. So when his his life was was given, given. so I'm afraid that is an incorrect entry for Don't Forget the Stanzas. Oh, man. You have successfully successfully forgotten the stanzas to your hymns. You you should have stopped that one earlier. I had uh, (laughs) had it all the way close to the end there. (laughs) All right. We have just about 20 seconds left in this segment. Any uh, any thoughts on this uh, hymn before we take a break? trial grieve me. I'm going to say that is traditional. Uh, indeed, it is. It is. You know who wrote this one? And I bet you this is a. I bet you this is a Gerhard hymn. Um, this is what he loved to write about. It, I mean, there's a lot that comes out of the Reformation. A lot of trusting in Christ during the difficulties of life. But I think you know the chief writer of theological comfort would be Paul Gerhard. I agree with you, and it is. So uh, we'll maybe talk hey. a bit more about this Why hymn when we get back. Uh, from Table Talk Radio, and then we will uh, play some more. Don't forget to stand to your hymns and contemporary or traditional. What a day.
Table Talk Radio. Unscripted, unprepared, unashamed. The Sunday Drive Home, grappling with the text on the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit YouTube slash Wolfmuller1. Check it out there. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, thanks. Uh, what was the number of that one I just gave you? Uh, the number? No, the, I was uh, I was him gonna, number. I was I gonna. Uh, it was read. the name was Why Should Cross and Trial Grieve Me by the properly identified <laughs> Paul Gerhardt. Yeah, what, what was Not the to last be line with Johann Gerhardt? <laughs> What's the difference between those guys? Their names are spelled different. I always get them mixed up because the Gerhar is pretty close. Seven fifty-six for those playing along at home. Seven fifty-six. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna read this one for you. You. you uh... Oh, oh. I thought you were saying the date seventeen fifty-six, but it's him <laughs> number seven fifty-six. Okay. Why? Uh, when life's troubles rise to meet me, though their weight may be great, they will not defeat me. God, my loving Savior, sends them. He who knows all my woes knows how best to end them. What do you think of that? Hmm. That's pretty good. This guy, Paul Gerhardt, I mean, he had like, I don't know, he had like a dozen kids that died, and he was pastor in, during the plague, and he was doing like 10 funerals a day sometimes and, mm. and writing these hymns in the middle of it. It's amazing, really. Just amazing. One, one more verse, and I want to throw a kind of wimpy. I want to throw a theological question at you. Uh, the third stanza says this: "God gives me my days of gladness, and I will trust Him still when He sends me sadness. God is good; His love mm-hmm. attends me day by day, come what may, guides me and defeats me. D- sorry, defends me, defends me. Uh, so I want to throw this at you because I think um, oftentimes we Christians have the perspective." That when good things are happening, those are things coming from God, you know, so we find that parking spot close to the door of the store and we say, oh, I am blessed because God gave me this parking spot. And then when bad things happen and we think, oh, well, this is happening because because uh, the devil's sending them to me or because of my own peril or something like this. But this stanza, in bo- well, actually, the, this stanza and the one before it um, says that these things are coming from God. It says, God, my loving Savior, sends them. And uh, the one after it says, uh, I will trust him still when he sends me sadness. Would you talk about that? Yeah, that's right. This, it's like this thing with Job. So, so the Christian, even if, so there's a way that the Christian gives credit to God even when the devil does something, which has got to be really frustrating for the devil. <laughs> so, so the devil gives all this nonsense to Job. And, and Job says, well, should we receive good from the Lord and not evil? Bless the Lord. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the devil's like, don't I get any credit? And Job says, nope. <laughs> nope. All the credit, all the glory goes to God. So there's this, there's this kind of theological dynamic that when we blame stuff on the devil, he's like, aha, look, now you're giving me all this credit. But the Christian says, no, no. This the good and the bad. It all comes from the Lord. He causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. All these things. I mean, nothing, nothing would happen unless the Lord would give his permission. 
to the devil to do these things so that everything now we receive the good things and the bad things in life we receive from the hands of the lord who loves us every every gift every day comes from hold hands how about that we you know that the jesus gives it to us so we receive the good and the bad all from the lord and well, uh, the devil gets no credit for this and the, and the chief <laughs> example of this is uh uh Jesus on the cross, right? So that so that the devil has this plot to crucify Jesus, and that itself is his demise. <laughs> so so just as the devils are trying to bring these temptations to us, and the Lord then uses these temptations, you know, for our good. That's exactly what He was doing with Jesus. He was trying to uh, to, mm-hmm. uh, to to get Jesus nailed to the cross, and He does, and that is the devil's defeat. Yep. All right. Boom. It's like it's like if you Boom. wanted to kill a, a a wolf, you would take a knife and dip it in blood and then freeze it and then put it <laughs> whatever. That's gross. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on air. It's disgusting. All right. Let's see how you do with this next one. Uh for don't forget oh, yeah. the stanzas to your hymns. I'm ready. Ooh. You're getting psyched up. I'll give you some more. I, 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 you stopped it halfway through the whole stanza. <laughs> There's a second page. <laughs> oh, here. What was the last? What were the words to the last phrase that you gave me? Uh, I don't know. I need to look it up because I need. They were singing the TLH. <laughs> Boy, good uh-huh. thing. I should know it then. Come into the daylight. People listening at home and they're like, "You morons! How do you not know this? <laughs> you call yourself pastors? Okay. You can't even finish the stanza to the hymn." All right. I think this is the oh. version they were singing. Soul, adorn thyself with gladness. Leave behind all gloom and sadness. Come into the daylight splendor. There with joy thy praises render. Unto him whose grace unbounded hath this wondrous supper founded. High o'er all the heavens he reigneth. Uh, Yet to be with us he deigneth. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Well, with me versus be with us. Oh. To, not to be Dana's. with, but to dwell. Yeah, you got Dana. That's the, that's the important part. You got the rhyme going. 
I got uh, it. I, and I got it. Plur- the, uh, the main thing that I missed, dwell is a better word than be. But I said us, and the hymn says me. This is first person singular. Actually, it says thee. I was working in first person plural. <laughs> to, be, to dwell with thee. Oh, it's first person. It's second person singular. <laughs> wow. So it's a sermon. It's a, a sermon but preached to an individual. That's actually, that's, man, that's interesting. To dwell with thee, he deigneth. So yeah. the, the Lord, but this is amazing. This is the, this is one of this, that, that little phrase there, it's, it's that little couplet at the end of that hymn is really quite nice because what, one of the great things that hymns are good for better than, better than prose is capturing the, the mysteries, the, the seeming incongruities with the way that the Lord works. So, so for example, we have the creator of everything born and laid in a manger and here we have the ruler of all things, pleased to put his body and his blood in the bread and the wine for us. And so our souls are being adorned with gladness. What a picture to adorn your soul with gladness. How, how many people do you know that they would, you would describe them as, they have a soul adorned with gladness? Yeah, that's great. Oh, that people would describe us that way. Uh, here, here, Instead let, of like a lump on the log. Listen to this. Uh, this stanza right here. It says, Human reason, though it ponder, cannot fathom this great wonder, that Christ's body e'er remaineth, though it countless souls sustaineth, and that he his blood is giving with the wine we are receiving. These great mysteries unsounded are by God alone expounded. It's <laughs> fantastic. Mm, it's fantastic. I don't remember who wrote this. It's probably also, it's probably also Paul Gerhardt. Um, it's a Lord's Supper hymn. What a beautiful hymn. We sing that all the time. But you know what? The tough thing about the communion hymns is I'm always busy. Oh, and you I don't have get the to Lord's sing? Body and blood, so See, I if to... you would memorize these hymns, you could sing I mean, while I try. You... <laughs> I try to pick hymns that I know. I, I, it used to be at Hope people would say, how do you have all the hymns memorized? It says, other way. I pick the hymns I know. But now... <laughs> I wonder why you always sing the same got, hymn. Know, got the a same one, ever and over again. <laughs> we got a professional <laughs> so you, you, hymn, so that's hymn conductor here, organist <laughs> slash musician, and so I'm not a picking them. Anymore, oh, I see. So. I was going to say, so you don't, you don't pick Strange. these hymns very often because obviously you don't know them. <laughs> or maybe... maybe Some of my favorites. <laughs> maybe uh, people are realizing... You're getting close, Pastor, but it's not a, it, you know, it's not dwell with me, it's it's or be with me, it's dwell with thee. Pastor, you're getting the songs wrong. You only think that you know them is my point. Anyway. All right. Well Yeah, that's right. You, when I'm uh, standing there singing them from a hundred feet away, it seems like I know them. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is a great hymn, not by Johann Gerhardt. Would you like to guess contemporary or traditional? Johan, Paul, right? you confused the sorry. Paul and the Johan, which did is what I, I did used I do to that? do. Oops, Paul, not by Paul Gerhardt, right. Paul. either. Uh, so contemporary or traditional, though? Uh, oh, it's going to be uh, traditional. <laughs> that is correct. Written uh, apparently <laughs> in 1649 by Johan yeah, Frank, really Frank, uh, Frank, I think. Frank? He wrote a bunch of hymns. There's a bunch of guys who love that guy's hymns. I don't know much about it. Well, this one's pretty good. It's all I know. (laughs) I don't know if you're surprised to hear me admit that I don't know much about it. (laughs) 
That is a shocker. I will take this break to recover from that shock, and then when we get back, I have up to three more. I don't know if we'll have time for them all, but I got. We could potentially talk about three more hymns in the next twelve minutes. We'll see if we can do it or how many we get to. Right after this on Table Talk Radio. It's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. All right, one more segment of the program here for Pastor Wolf. We're going to try to get some stanzas to his hymns. Right. Give me an easy one. I don't think I've gotten a single one right. Oh, that's true, now that you mentioned. Okay, I'll give you an easy one. This is one I think you know. Um, I just need to pull up to the right page here so I know when to stop it. Um, I'm going to give you a Christmas don't, hymn. By the way, while you're giving me an easy one, don't set me up by the listener by saying I know. Surely this, I know. This is the easiest Surely one I could that. possibly give you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. If any any dummy knows this one, even a seven year old child knows what this hymn is. <laughs> All right, here it is. That would please the best. How about how how in the world does everybody know that hymn? I'm sorry, oh, that's incorrect. Man. All that may please you best, not would please you best. Oh man! <laughs> and I misspoke earlier. I called this a uh, Christmas hymn. It is indeed an Advent hymn. Um, I thought well, I that I thought this would be a shoe-in for you. Long to greet thee. My hope, my heart's delight. Is it? Is this a Luther hymn? By the way, I'm not sure. I mean, I I know. I just I'm just not going to give you the answer. You want to render a guess? I think a, I think, I'm going to say it's a it's just traditional. I think this is a Luther hymn, but I, uh, but I can't, I don't I don't know why I'm. I, I'm my mind is so fuzzy today on these things. Maybe it's, it's the tower it's experience, and now we're just talking about them. <laughs> it could be maybe the tower. Uh, I think we need to play like this game, game more often for for multiple reasons. Uh, yeah, this is actually right Paul Gerhardt guessing. Oh, brother! Now yeah. I, th- I thought this is a shoe in for go, you Paul for the Gerhard. reason I got the traditional part, right? and 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 I realize that the fault of my reasoning now, but I thought this was a shoo-in for you because it seemed like not long ago, maybe on your Wednesday whatnot, you quoted from this hymn. But uh, I, I realize you don't really retain the things you put out there. Um, 
But you, I think, uh, brought out this stanza, which is fantastic. I lay in fetters groaning. You came to set me free. I stood my shame bemoaning. You came to honor me. A glorious crown you give me, a treasure safe on high that will not fail or leave me as earthly riches fly. My favorite thing about this little part of our segment is that you're admitting that you read the Wednesday whatnot. No, okay. So do you remember this when you were like, you looked it up and you're like, oh, you're like my most avid reader. When the email comes in, it, it doesn't say it's from Wednesday whatnot. It just says Brian Wolfmuller, and then there's a subject line. So I think, oh, he's emailing me about something. I better open it and look at it. And then it's like a trick. It's like clickbait. I'm like, oh, I can't take that back. Now it's recorded my open. Oh, man. Tricky. That's pretty cool. <laughs> really? It says it's from me? Yeah. Should say it's from Wednesday Whatnot Corp. Really? It should. A mega it Corp. Mega Corp. <laughs> this is a fantastic advent, Tim, is it not? It is. I remember that to, that thing that I was saying before about how the hymns capture the mysteries? This is a great example of that. It captures the... Uh, how. I, and, it, and it puts my own sinful condition up against, up against the, the Lord's mercy. Oh, Lord, how shall I greet thee? How welcome thee aright. Thy people long to greet thee. My soul, my heart's delight. This, this, and so and it has this idea, it, this Advent idea, which is profound, is that the Lord, he came in, in humility in the incarnation. He continues to come in word and sacrament. He's coming again in glory. And so we're always about the business of meeting the Lord through repentance and faith and him meeting us in his word and sacrament. It's, it's fantastic. And there's this That's stanza too. Love caused your incarnation. Love brought you down to me. Oh, your yeah, thirst for my, my salvation procured my liberty. Oh, love beyond all telling that led you to embrace. In love, all love's excelling. Our lost and fallen race. I love that because fallen race. I mean, is it? <laughs> isn't it, I mean, you you see the billboard on the side of the road that says, uh, "Don't make me come down there." Signed, God. And that's I mean, that's the most idiotic billboard I've ever seen in my entire life, because the tone of that is that if you don't shape up, yeah. I'm going to come down there. The reality is that God has already come down here, and it wasn't to knock our heads together. It was out of His love for us. To, as this stanza says, embrace our fallen um, humanities that we could be uh, reconciled to Him. That that's what brought Him down to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, I got time for nice. maybe one more. So this one is a Christmas All right, hymn. Let's do it. So here it is. Praises to him bringing. Oh, I wasn't even close. <laughs> now it's joys ringing. Um, I, I was turned to the wrong page again. It's a clean sweep on the old <laughs> don't forget the stanzas. I got skunked. <laughs> I... Uh, 
am on the wrong thing here. So this is the hymn, All My Heart This Night Rejoices. And I had it turned to the page, All My Heart Again Rejoices. So... Wow. I'm not even on All that. your heart's busy with joy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, well, you're, I missed the... I'm, I, I failed to name the stanzas. You f- failed to even <laughs> find the right hymn. Uh, is, this is an interesting problem, actually, to address, and that is the problem of the, the Christmas hymn. Because most of the Christmas hymns that are popular are... They're not even like in the old hymnals. There's a whole different. The, the 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 canon of Christmas hymns has really changed profoundly. Easter hymns too, in the last couple of hundred years. And I'm I'm not sure exactly what to do with it because you gotta like you gotta sing all the popular ones. But mm. there's so many very mm-hmm. very profound theological hymns hanging around. Yeah, I I usually. Tricky question: How to mix them in? I usually pull out all the kind of popular ones for the candlelight service, and then uh, maybe maybe for like the sermon hymn that night will be a, a less popular one, and then then like Christmas Day, and then the Christmas services afterward. We're doing all the all the tougher ones. Um, now I, this this was a translation thing, and that, what's thrown me here is that the album that I'm I'm pulling these from from CPH um, is uh, pulling some stands some of the hymns from the newer version of the translation and then this one is from the old hymnal um but all my heart this night rejoices is just the same as the translated all my heart again rejoices as i hear far and near sweetest angel voices christ is born their choirs are singing till the air everywhere now with joy is ringing Hmm. so it's a it's a it's a fantastic Mm -hmm. christmas hymn yeah that's right. I bet it's uh I bet it's traditional. Indeed. At least you're getting something right in this game. Yeah, at least. When was it written? I don't know who it's by either. Uh 1653. I might give you a hint. Is it another Gerhard hymn? <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. There you go. Man, you're leaning on you're leaning on old Paul today. I wonder how many hymns he wrote. Uh, he wrote a lot of them. I bet you. Google. I mean, <laughs> that's. I've looked at that before because we have we have something like I don't know thirty in our hymnal of him, but he's written tons that don't appear in our hymnals that are fantastic as well. So, uh, all right. So let's let's uh, let's close out with. He published the first complete edition of his hundred and twenty three hymns. Whew. But that's just his first edition. All right, here's here's the the final stanza of this huh. hymn to uh, kind of close out the show for us. I'll give you the last word after this. Dearest Lord, thee will I cherish, though my breath fail in death, yet I shall not perish, but with thee abide forever, there on high, in that joy which can vanish never. This is the the beauty. I mean, one of the things, Paul Garrett, and this is true for Christians. We we're talking about this as well. How do we face death and suffering and everything? We have our eyes on the prize, which is eternal life with Christ in the resurrection, and that gives us a hope to endure and to rejoice through all the kind of nonsense that this life has, and it's profound. And the hymns. This is this is par- probably what that protreptic idea is that the hymns invite us to rejoice 
in the promises, in the absolute sure promises that are that are delivered to us in the gospel of Jesus. The, the promise of forgiveness and resurrection and life everlasting. Oh, that's right. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to this edition of Where Table Talk Radio. Is to Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, air loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.